up, y'all? It's your girl, Miss Mojo, and my partner, Peter, please. Peter, what's going on? Yo, what's goodies? <laughs> Welcome to Mad Black with Miss Mojo and Peter, please. Peter, this is episode one. Officially. 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 I, w- I, w- I, I have it titled as episode two for my log. I'm just saying. Well, the the first joint we did was the pilot. This is the official tissue. Copy. Right. So this is our official. Twice over twofold bounty. That's that's it. That's it. Don't forget to wipe, okay? No. <laughs> How you doing, baby? How you feeling today? Vulnerable AF, but we pushing. We are grateful. Uh, Heard you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're present, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and continuing to manifest, you know, that that's 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 the vibe. Okay. Itu mojo dime. Okay. Well, I don't know what that meant, but I'm feeling good. Oh, <laughs> uh, you miss mojo. How do you feel? What's 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 the vibe on you? You know, because you keep kicking that Spanish at me. I'm trying to tell you, I feel Spanish <laughs> in school. So be gentle with me. Copy. See. See. Okay. Um, Exacto. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm I'm very excited that we're finally doing this. Like this has been in the works for a little minute now, you know. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything during this pandemic feels like it's been happening longer than it actually has. So, I'm I'm happy that we What doing is time, right? This. Yeah. This is this is definitely on my board and we're getting it done. So, I'm happy to be here. I had a a troublesome weekend. I was a little under the weather with the allergies. It's allergy season in New York, y'all. Like, like, yeah. Like, I'm congested as we speak, but I'm gonna pump through because I'm a what? Professional. Okay? And like I told you earlier, I'm running a tight ship with this, alright? We we coming correct. Yes. Our program is looking good. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. I got a, a, a lovely, a, a read of love for timeliness, so I took that into my notebook. I was like, come on, let's work on that. So I am ready, ready. So Peter, before we continue, do you want to tell the people a little bit about who you are? Uh, well, yes, I am Peter Lewis Mercedes Phipps, professional weirdo, creative, black, disabled, queer, radical, a lover of cookies. And overall, I want to say good person. We love to see it. We love to see it. I am Miss Mojo, for those who don't know. I am an artist, creator, plus model, and cultural ambassador of really fly shit. Um, I've also been held the queen of the trans revolution. Um, you know that was given to me and you know I do well with it <laughs> well, I think so at least um, but yeah that's who I am um, at, at it's core I'm just in around the way for late from Brooklyn like you know let's be very clear about Seen that her. And, right and I'm you know I think for me a lot of people know me because I've lived I've lived so many lives I've lived so many lives, but this one, this is the Miss Mojo era. This is bona fide. Like this is 
pussy popping on a handstand. This is, you know, grade A pussy tight. Like this is it. Yeah. This is Talk it. about it. Yes, okay. my girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like don't play with it. So that's who I am, and I'm I'm happy to be in this space with you, and I'm so grateful for the ways you have shown up for this black ass chat, and I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I'm over here in giggles and like feeling good and shit. So I just, I thank you. Thank you, Miss Mojo. Don't I Appreciate told you, you I make you feel? Yes, ma'am. I told you. Yes, that. ma'am. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> it's all the good vibrations, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to tell them out there. Listen, I'm a slut from the 90s. I make you feel good. Um, But. Yeah, so that's who we are, and yes. I hope that everyone listening um, definitely, definitely, definitely subscribe and follow because we're going to keep it coming. We're going to keep it coming. I have a lot to say, and I'm so glad that Peter's here along for this journey, and I'm just ready. Like, I feel, I feel anxious to share with the people because so much of me has been through digital landscape. Um, except for Clubhouse. If you follow me on Clubhouse, you know I pop my fucking gums on that app. But this is this is a more curated experience. <laughs> yeah, no shade. You know, this is a more streamlined, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Shout out to the Hot Topics team. We definitely have Hot Topics coming up for you. Um, but before we get to that, I just want to say um, it's airy season. So please act accordingly um, in your personal space. What does that mean in a nutshell? What do you mean? Because I don't, you know, I, I, I'm a Scorpio, right? And I've been told most of my life what a Scorpio is, like how people see a Scorpio, you know, how the, you know, we the quote unquote freaks, end quote. Um, but I know nothing of that beyond what I've been told. And, and of course, like the research into the, the, the multitude of times someone's asked me what time I was born and where I was born <laughs> to mm-hmm, do the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's chart. that called the uh, the chart mm-hmm. yeah so you say airy season that means what so we are in airy season so from um the the middle of March to the middle of April is airy season so I just had a um, birthday that just passed shout out to <gasps> me oh happy belated indeed thank you thank you thank you the theme was 90 slumber party and I came through titty swinging so we definitely yeah. had a good time um but yeah it's every season so right now the earth is rotating on an axis that is ablaze because we are a fire sign and when you really sit down and think about it i would bet my bottom pair of lashes that some of the most popular people you know are aries I mean, you know what i think you might be right I'm just saying. I mean, look at the material. Lovely gowns. Mm-hmm. You say what? Lovely gowns. Beautiful gowns. Wait, um, Patty was a Aries? Aretha was an Aries, yes. Aretha, wow. <laughs> They're going to crucify Anti-blackness just showed out in me. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just, it, it hopped out so bad. Oh, so man. bad. Yeah, they're going to kill God. me on that one. They're going to kill you. That was definitely Aretha, the Aries queen. Some other notable Aries, Mariah Carey. Hmm. Shaka Khan. Wow. 
Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Pharrell Williams. Oh, shit. I could be here all day, but those are some of my favorites. And uh, Miss Mojo. That's my favorite. Uh, come on. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, I don't know much about Scorpios, but I, I will definitely say that the, the sexual appetite thing is a myth. You are not the freakiest sign. You may get the credit, okay. but it's definitely not you. I will put them on them nasty-ass Geminis. They are the real booty lickers. Like, <laughs> Geminis? <laughs> honey. Honey. Is it because it's two sides in one? Honey. Is that it? Honey. Or is that, or is that me just being too surface? Well, honey. fuck you with one side and play with the other. That's how they get down. But that's a different show for a different day. <laughs> Hmm. Now I'm curious. You know what? I'm gonna I'm yes. keep it at that curiosity. Curiosity. But I love I love um, you scorpions. Um, I get you. And they actually say we're the most compatible Aries and Scorpios. Hmm. Yeah. But I fire been, sign and water sign. Yeah. A nice mist. <laughs> <laughs> a, a steam? Would you say some sort a of steam <laughs> of clarity and comfort? Yes. I've never met um, a Scorpio lover, so I can't really indulge in that conversation. But yeah, that's what they say. Okay. That's well, I saying. hope that if you do happen to find yourself a Scorpio lover, that they treat you with love, with care, and um, like the queen that you deserve to be treated as. Thank you. I received that. You forgot the money part. I need money. Um, coin, for sure. The for coin. sure. I'm about my chip and my dip. Know me. And don't make it uh, don't make it slip. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I was <laughs> What? Again, why I'm called Peter Please. Peter for shit Please. Ah, like uh, let's get into hot topics. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Oh, I love that transition. That's everything for me. <laughs> All right, y'all. So it's hot topics. Um, today's hot topics are DMX, Lena White, Derek Jackson, Derek Action Packing Jackson, and we're going to end a little bit with Biden. So first up, I have to. Let's let's pause the music because this is a serious one. Yeah, let's pause the music. Um, DMX is committed in the hospital as of right now of our recording um, for an alleged drug overdose. Um, this happened Friday, April third. Um, was it April 3rd? No, this happened um, Friday, April 2nd. My this was yesterday or the day before yesterday? This is Friday night. The news Coffee, broke so that's the on, second. Yeah, the news broke Saturday, April 3rd. Um, and, you know, initial reports claim that he was unresponsive um, and was on life support. 
um, official, an official statement as of right now has not come out, but I hear from um, news journalists around that's um, been in the area that he is um, not on life support anymore and breathing on his own. Now, this story has been updating literally every 45 minutes. So as of yeah. this recording, he is breathing on his own. Um, and the cause of this has been a heart attack that caused that was caused by the drug overdose so um mm. you know dmx has been transparent about his fight with drugs um and yeah. addiction throughout his career his lengthy career if you don't know who dmx is to people listening dmx is someone who i consider to be my spirit animal so this definitely um <laughs> hits home for me um but he has been public about his addiction and his um fight with it um his, definitely been documented throughout the years news outlets online um and i'm just like my heart really goes out to him you know i remember him going to rehab in i believe 2019 um you know they were saying that he was in a vegetative state but like i said um he's breathing on his own so that's hope and that's prayers so shout out to all the praying mothers because honey it's just like not X. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people yeah. like I know everyone yeah. can remember where they were when Michael died, when Whitney died. Yeah. You know, DMX would definitely go into that category for me. Yeah. Um and I think it's also important to note that like DMX has been battling um drug addiction since he was fourteen. You know, I know he tells a story of how when he was younger um, one of his mentors laced the weed with crack cocaine at 14 years old. So he's been public about his battle with that addiction since then. So, you know, when we talk about the community and the things that we're going through, we, we hardly talk about the ways in which people who are supposed to be our mentors can be predators mm-hmm. and it only takes one time to ruin your life you know absolutely um and he's been open about his childhood trauma and the ways in which that one moment has sent him down this road and here we are now so again prayers to dmx and the family prayers up for sure because i just whoo not x baby like you know some people you just no not you that was the first feeling. I saw it on my timeline, mm-hmm. and it was literally like a pause. Like how I just stuttered. Now it was just like, wait, what? Right. Like, you know, it. Um, you know, just to echo what you said, you know, he he's been through the ringer, yeah. and he deserves just he just deserves the best right now, and. You know, not much to add other than just continuing blessings his way and for his family. And you know, X, we we hope you make it by just we 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 with you, um, bendiciones, just to your health, by for real. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. <laughs> I think it's uh, appropriate to uh, get into this one. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Listen, no better move for me tonight. <laughs> a 
Hey, yo. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you're trying to start me up. <laughs> oh, now you're trying to start oh, yeah. me up. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Lena Wave. Okay, so yes. Lena Wave is... Um, how would I describe Lena Wave? I guess she's a producer, director, actress. Um, you writer. know, writer. Yeah. Many of those things. But I'm gonna be honest with you. When I see Lena Wave, there's something there that I just cannot get into. Ooh. And I don't know about you. We're talking, right? We met yes, before we are. being mad black, right? Yes, ma'am. Um, there's something there that I just cannot get into. And I don't know. And I'm not going to say it's anything personal. I don't know the woman. But it's definitely an aura around that woman's body. Copy. That, that makes me tense. That triggers something in me to, that tells me to take two steps back and a turnaround. Mm. You know, so whenever stuff comes out about her, I'm never surprised and I'm never um, shocked because I see that aura in everything she does. Now, I'm not calling her the daughter of Satan. I'm not saying that. Copy. But I have a gift where I see everyone's aura and it's always color, you know, color coded and I'll just say it's pretty dark colors around Miss Lena Wave. Would you say, to quote Miss Lauren Hill, it gives you heebie-jeebies? No, it doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies. Um, people who give me the heebie-jeebies makes me want to go get that thing. Oh, um, I don't want to commit acts we, of violence. We don't. We don't allegedly. Oof. Well, let's not go. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, we're not here to, to promote you know senseless violence. No. no. That's not what we do. No violence at all, honestly. Um, We're just chatting. (laughs) Copper. I'm very gangster. Okay, don't let the Miss Mojo shit fool you. I'm very gangster. But anyway, (laughs) back to Lena Waithe. Um, So, since her Emmy win in 2017 for writing Master of None, which she also co-starred in, Lena has been using performative tactics and thievery to create content. Example of performative tactics include what some may say was her using her sexuality as a personality trait and also exposing black culture in the form of wokeness in order to fit in with the black Hollywood elitists. You can see Queen of Slim if you don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, particularly, um, she was called out for the casting call. You Are you familiar with the casting call that she put out for Queen of Slim and what it actually read? Um, please walk me through it because it is just as wild as it will sound. Hold on, let's uh, let's pull this back. Okay. So for the lead female character, which was Queen, this was the actual casting um, call. Born in the South to American parents, American grandparents, and American great-grandparents. Moved to the East Coast as soon as she could. Queen is a fiercely intelligent defense attorney who reaches out to Slim on Tinder after the state decides to execute one of her clients. She didn't want to be alone that night. She's brown-skinned. If she were a slave, she would have worked in the fields. She has a tough exterior for a reason. Only a few in this world know why, but she knows, and that's all that matters. Some nudity, breast and butt, and sexual stimulation required. 
<laughs> now uh, I don't <laughs> I just I mean it's giving me <laughs> okay it's giving me Craigslist personal ad race play yep. fantasy <laughs> <laughs> not the race play it's oh, giving me no. back page bust it down wow Ebony. Shout out the back page. Sex. <laughs> sexual chocolate. Like, I just. I. What? Yeah. So, when I say I see an energy, this is the shit I'm talking about. This was yeah. publicly posted. People had to read this in order to identify with it, to know to audition for it. Yeah. I'm not even gonna read the other ones because they don't matter, but that yeah. should be signaling enough. I'm just saying. I think it. Mm. It. Mm. Right. All you could do is, is 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 breathe deeply for real. So you know her 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 footing in the industry has been problematic to say the least. Um, and then the trailer for them, which is a clear ripoff of Butter and Pills, um, This Is Us, and Get Out. Was it called This Is Us or was it just called Us? I don't remember, child. Um, I think movies. it was just called Us. Okay. Both good movies, in my opinion. Um, but definitely, this was a ripoff of it. And it was kind of weird to watch because it's like, this is obviously the Jordan Peele universe, right? Yeah. I'm not saying there can be two um, directors of, you know, in the in the scene getting it, but it's like, damn, ripping off, like, I mean, even the time period and angles and lighting and the music, it's just like, wait, what? Aesthetics. Yeah. The family dynamic and, you know, race being the horror factor of the, it just, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm just very dark-sided um but i heard from a little bird that the way she got her footing in the industry is from her ex-wife alana mayo Mm. who comes to find out is deeply connected in the film industry so i'm not saying this is what she did but i feel like she used that woman to get her foot in the door and when that foot was in that door she dropped it like a bad habit. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then moved on with the Cynthia chick who's currently playing Aretha Unauthorized. Because mm. they was alleged to be cheating and running around. I want to say that and this kind of I don't know if this happens to all of us, and I say us as in black folk that are marginalized, queer. Um, when we get positions of power or, or some sort of like space where our presence is not known. And for, for, for the most part, I feel like some of us transitions in, into the space of disconnect mm-hmm. in which we, we lose our personhood and start to maneuver in ways in which let our groups to be marginalized in the first place, right? right like, right. it's kind of like that that line of, forgot how it goes, but it's like you have 
black faces in high places, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're truly there. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I, I agree with you. So I, f- so I feel like, at least from the little bit that we've been talking about it, how, you know, she's been maneuvering, you know, I, I think it's it's both representation and erasure at the same time. Does that make sense? At least that's how I feel it is. What what they used to say, representation without taxation? What was the term? Yeah. The whatever that shit is that the the I think it's DC has it on their license plate or that's their model or some shit. No taxation without representation, can say yo. Whatever that wild shit means, it, it feels <laughs> like this. Yeah. It feels like this. And you know, I don't want to even glaze over the fact that on her Showtime series, The Shy, she was accused of allowing misconduct between the actors. Um, specifically, what was it? Um, the guy Jason um, misconducting and you know sexual harassment and stuff like that yeah. against other um, women actors. Tiffany Boone being one of them. So this this is a rap sheet for me. Yeah. And as someone who is aspiring to be in the industry in a, on a deeper, more professional level, it's worrisome to me because it's like, you know, as a, a black creative, I just want to create art. I don't want to feel like I have to bring the Florida water with me on set every day. <laughs> so who knows? Do you feel that you can still find a grounded space to grow your brand in the industry in a way that you don't have to alienate yourself, alienate others and move no shade. Like how it feels like Lena Waithe might be moving. Definitely. It definitely could be done, but you want to have to do it. In my opinion, Mm. that has to be your goal. It can't just be lip service. It has to literally be your goal. So intention. I feel if you want to come in this industry and change it for the better, you have to be that change you want to see. But I think the easier, more accessible thing to do is to play the game. Mm. But what doors do that really open for other black young creatives? You know, are you opening the door or are you adding a doggy section at the bottom? Yeah. You know, either way, somebody's going to get in and out, but in what capacity? Stuff to think about. Um, moving on, Derek Jackson. You know about Derek Jackson? <laughs> I learned last night I did. That was fun. <laughs> Derek Action Packet Jackson. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you my views. Yes. Um, I've known Derek, not personally, but online. Um, I used to follow some of his videos, mm. but with all um, online personalities, I usually just lose interest. I'm nothing against them personally, but I just lose interest because there's someone newer and fresher, right? Copy. Um, so for me, I, I already saw early um, the ways in which he would side with women to disregard um, men. Um, mo- most notably ain't shit man which is never a problem for me but I saw <laughs> the performative 
action of the way he did it, right? So he will do like those recap yeah, videos yeah, yeah. when someone puts when he like plays a video and then gives his like feelings on it in the same, you know, little video conjunction or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Derek is in the news, has been in the news. Um, he's been exposed for cheating on his wife. Gasp. <laughs> now just please note this is a self-proclaimed relationship expert being exposed for cheating on his wife um reports are saying that there have been multiple parties involved so um he definitely released a video with the wife his viral of them two sitting on the couch and talking about the cheating you know the ways in which she has forgiven him and taken him back and you know all of these things all of these things um but the, the, the kicker for me is because his brand is making review videos he reviewed himself in another video yeah. that was quite <laughs> interesting what the fuck and what I, I dare would say even better insight in reacting to his video than the first video that came out, in my opinion. Oh my God. So not only is he breaking down his cheating ways, he made, he made a breakdown video of him breaking down his cheating ways. Is this the world we living in, Peter? It's just the sense to make with no sense. It, it just it, You're making money with no money, pretty much. What do you call that? Is that is it a narcissist? Like, what do you call that? Mm, I would say if it were, and I'm not a, a medical professional. Uh, I, Miss Marjorie, are you a medical professional? Um, in the bedroom. Okay, so uh, a, a loving medical professional. I'm not myself. <laughs> um, I would I would chalk it up to that. To there's a presence that he has, and he's quite intelligent. That brother. Um, how he broke it down I, I felt like there had to be some sort of that yeah I guess you would call it a narcissistic disconnect like it, it <laughs> there's a mindfulness that works against him if that makes sense like uh, you know exactly where you fucked up you, <laughs> you you know that another person in her shoes would not tolerate the bullshit that you put her through and you know that your ways ain't shit so you know it and then we bring the 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 aspect of religion into it in terms of you know finding god and, and being a better person and that kind of goes into a different energy um altogether that i'm not going to touch but yeah brother is is there's there's ego in there for sure there's a yeah let's chalk it up to narcissism well i don't know about you but i never seen no shit like this in my life <laughs> Um, and the ways in which the internet has ripped apart the wife for her her parents. Yeah, the memes that came. Um, some people have compared her to uh, extra and set it off. No. Some have compared her to a state property reject. Um... I mean, I've seen people drag this lady up and down the timeline. And I'm like, how is the woman who's been cheated on getting more disrespect than the man who did the cheating? 
like at some point when are, when are we gonna get that chill button like yo but then it didn't make the situation better because she went on her socials talking about she was dressed ready for war so you know I said baby you know what you like it I love it <laughs> because at this point in time what did they call it the bonnet of my god of power or something I the... don't know what they call it but I know she's a soldier for Christ <laughs> there it is Happy Easter. He's a soldier for <laughs> I wish them all the best. I wish them everything they deserve. I'll put it that way. Mm. Um, and you know, of course, the mistresses have come forward. How many have there been? Um, the numbers change every day. But let's just say there were too many. Yeah. There were too many. There were too many. And I really... I, Mm, child, I try to stay out of straight people business because that's not my ministry. Yeah. However, it's just things that just make you go, hmm. Hmm. Right. So, let's talk politics. Oh. So, <laughs> our administration, <laughs> our administration has passed the 100 day threshold and. Um, a lot of things have happened. Um, I don't know about you, but I got my STEMI. You know, I, I, I've been debating if I should disclose if I got my STEMI or not in public. You don't have to. I don't know who's watching your pockets. I'm already going to get dragged for a confusing Aretha and Patty. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's, let's, let's get a second dragging. Yeah, I got, I got my STEMI. Okay. Now, I don't know why someone would drag you for getting your STEMI, honey. You're entitled to it. It's your money. True. I just, you know, I guess because of how I think in this world of not everyone having the same access I do or that we do, you know, that there are folks that, you know, not everyone's getting that bread. So I think of it in that way, you know? Right, right. Well, if we're talking about bread, um, if we're doing the tallying it all up, we got our first, what was it? We got our first, what was the first check? Uh, 1200 The... Yeah, that was initially the twelve hundred, and then we got six hundred. Was twelve hundred? Then we got six, and this one I believe was fourteen. So how much is it? We're talking. Well, that's two different administrations too. So yeah, also. Are you just lumping right? them all together? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just counting the, the ducats. Okay, <laughs> um, I just gotta. You know, I wasn't too good at math, but that's you know, some money was made. Yeah. Um, but I, a reminder to people is that people think that it's the government giving away money. No, this is money you already made. It's a credit, mm-hmm. right? And people forget that part. So, like, people who are um, on government assistance, people who do pay their taxes, you're entitled to this money. You qualify mm-hmm. for this money because it's yours. That's why we don't necessarily have to pay it back. It's already it's ours. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot, I remember a lot of people in the beginning was like, oh, no, I'm not spending that, no, none of that money, baby, because they're going to come and take that stuff back. Can't take this one back. So I think yeah. that's good. So I'm happy that um, Joe and Kamala were able to follow through on that because there's a lot of pushback from the um, Republican side to fight, which I don't understand. The traditional conservative mindset is that we don't, you know, social welfare is not a big thing. In that in that kind of circle, one of the many things of the conservative Republican mindset is, you know, we're not here to to to, to give handouts and 
you know, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, which I think is at this point bipartisan. But, you know, they definitely don't like giving away free money. That is a fickety fact. Now you say bipartisan. I say bullshit. Okay, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck politics, period. But, you know, okay. keeping it on the on the realm of trying to keep it streamlined because I'm not going to. I've been I've been studying some radical theory lately, and I'm just I'm itching to go off on someone, but not not you, Miss Mojo, because you know. Come on, my brother. Come on, my brother. Fist is in the air. Fist right now. Okay. Absolutely. And y'all, we are not talking about fisting in the bedroom, please. <laughs> this is a conversation about politics. Now, um, an extension of unemployment insurance and money for coronavirus testing and vaccination has also been, you know, thrown into the mix. So I think it's looking good. Mm. I, I think for April. Yeah, I would hope. Yeah, for yeah. April, I think it's looking good. Can only hope. So, um, being that you publicly admitted that you received this STEMI, do you want to share any <laughs> plans you have with your money? Because it is your money. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to walk you through actually something that happened. Okay. Super funny. Okay. Um I literally was going to spend it all in one main purchase, which was um to update my laptop system. Nice. Um it's been overdue, you know, it's been like 5 years at this point, 6 years I think with this current laptop and it's it's a beast when I bought it and it's still working, but you know, it would be nice to to have more options to, you know, produce content of higher caliber, use the the, the industry standard softwares like the After Effects and the you know, Premiere Pros, but I can't run it on this machine. So as soon as the stimmy hit, I, I went on Amazon, although fuck Jeff Bezos, but I was like, where else am I going to get it in the convenience? Goddamn capitalism. But anyway, set the order three times, Mojo. First time canceled it i was like nah don't do it second time found it at a cheaper price (laughs) canceled it and then the third time i was like okay do we all do we give it all up in one shot or do we compartmentalize it and start investing in in things that we need so like subscription services or like you know cloud-based things that i could do instead of on my um actual laptop that can't handle it so that's been the focus of mine of like investing it into self in different ways. Okay. Well, you know, that's why they call it stimulus because that money you're spending is meant to stimulate the economy. Mm. So you can't stimulate the economy without purchasing things. Yeah. You know, a lot of people forget that. I think because we're living in such crazy times, you know, stimulating the economy is good, but rent do, gas do, lights do. Talk about it. You know. So I don't think it was enough to be honest, but listen, at this point, girl, I think <laughs> after dealing with, we are so used to getting scraps. I don't know what is what. Oh no, I'm gonna bleep. So. I'm gonna bleep that nigga's name out. I'm just okay. gonna say it right now on the no podcast. Problem. I'm bleeping it out. Okay. <laughs> Not giving him any more fucking attention. Attention. No, I'm good. But now it's cleaning up the after effects, right? And and how do we right. navigate? You know, not only financially, but healthcare. Like, there's so much shit that this country has to do in terms of saving the population with this whole COVID shit that it's like unprecedented. It right. is 
you know, not to get too heavy, but it's it's one of those things that I'm just like, will we truly ever move in a direction that there is a quote unquote normalcy? But I know it within. No, I don't think so. We'll get into a progress of some sort, but it's not the same world. I don't think so either. This is our new normal. Yeah. This is our new normal. And I'm just, you know, taking it day by day. I know for me, with my stimulus money, honey, I bought me some clothing. Come through. Um, I bought me some self-care items as far as skin care, body care, um, I've been eating like a motherfucker because I deserve. Absolutely. But I've also been saving a good portion of it because I don't know where we're going next. Yeah. Um, I'm I still think that some of them um vaccines may cause people to mutate, honey, and we have to run for the hills. Mm. Mm. So, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy and that's not cheap, so I'm eating yeah. better. We love to hear um, it. I'm walking more just in case a bitch got to start running more. You know what I'm saying? So, um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> they filmed this, the show The Walking Dead in Atlanta, and you see how Atlanta acted during this whole pandemic. So, hmm. I mean, uh, I. It's. I'm witnessing, at least for me, witnessing the world operate like there's not a a paranormal happening. Like, right? It's it's still mind blowing to me. A year later, y todavía we're still in this. <laughs> I, I I can't I, I can't put words to it because it's so it frustrates me so much, Miss Mojo. It really does. I mean, there's no words to be said. It's it's crazy. It's crazy making behavior. You know? Yes. Um speaking of crazy. Ooh. Can we talk a little bit about love? Let's do that. Alright. So today's social topic is love during a panini press. <laughs> what does dating during a global pandemic look like? And is it worth the risk? Who's going first? Me or you? I'll, Me? I'll, I'll, Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> she's so rude. She's so rude. Dale, dale. Um, so dating for me during this pan pizza has been a joke to say the least. Um, and not all jokes are funny. We learned that with um David on um Saturday Night Live, but I move on. Um. Mm-hmm. I feel was that a shot? Oh well, listen. Um, I feel dating has been so interesting because in the beginning, right? So, you know, I'm happy to report I am three weeks trade free. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been trade free. Um, but in the beginning of the pandemic, the trade didn't believe that there was actually a pandemic happening. No, so um, I actually had COVID full disclosure. I had COVID the beginning of March 2020. I mean, not the beginning of March, but the beginning of the shutdown in New York. 
I was the bitch they had to shut it down for. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't wish COVID on nobody, honey. Um, but the niggas didn't give a fuck. And you know they they were saying in the beginning that COVID started from a bat in China, but I think it started with the trade in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying because I don't just didn't give a fuck. So fast forward, um, when I finally felt comfortable enough to see my gentleman callers again, yes. you know, I was masked up. Like, you know, they would come over, come see me, um, bring their offerings, because I am a goddess. You have to have an offering when you come see me. Absolutely. But I'm like, it's hard to suck dick through a mask. Um, so that didn't last. That didn't last too long. Copy. Um, not very logistical, or not logistic. What is it? Uh, practical. Yeah, not very practical at all. Um, actually, hard. So, to anyone out there who's asthmatic, I do not <laughs> recommend. Uh, but moving on, um, I did manage to go on. <laughs> I did manage to go on one date during the pandemic last year, and when I tell you, it was actually surprisingly one of. The greatest dates of my dating career. Oh. We went to the park. Shout out to Prospect Park. Shout out to Prospect Park. We walked to the park. We had a picnic. Uh, we ate ices. We played Uno. Um, and we just talked and socially distanced from more crazy white folk up in there. Mm. Um, but we we enjoyed each other at such an intimate level that I had missed because I wasn't seeing people like that. So other than that, you know, when the world start opening up inch by inch to shutting down inch by inch, it's kind of hard to gauge, but I pretty much deleted all my um, dating apps because I'm like, what the fuck are we actually doing? Yeah. Like, what, what are we actually there's nowhere to go. You know, at one point they had closed the, um, like all the restaurants and stuff. Yeah, it's a total shutdown. Yeah, so I'm like, um, and the beauty supply. So you can't even you can't even get cute. So you know I was looking jacked up, <laughs> honey, <laughs> honey. I had to tell Miss Jessica Beauty, please, please, <laughs> please. I will come through the back door, please. Please, can, can we do like the little how they have in the hood bodegas, the the overnight? Uh, okay, what's that the little revolving window. Yeah. <laughs> please, just give me my bundles, um. But yeah, it just was, it's been a mess. But fast forward, 2021, um, dating is back up. And, you know, these dudes are sniffing up my skirt again. And I'm just mm-hmm. taking it day by day. So that's where I'm at. Copy. Uh, where are you? Me? Well, number one, it's 1111. So I'm grateful. Grateful to be on this podcast Come with on. you and doing this session. And, uh, and uh, manifesting continual success for us both. Uh, but for me, it's been interesting because I too am a survivor of COVID. I uh, had it right around the same period as time period as you did. Yes, I, I remember. That I was. Remember. I had reached out to you. I I first of all, I, you know, I appreciate you for that. Um, that was hard, and I had uh, I don't want to call it a situationship. I was with someone during that time period. Um, and it was long distance. So it was tough going through that and not having the physical, right? Um, 
Now, when you say long distance, do you yes. mean they're in a different borough or? Oh, we're talking about a whole different sector of the world. <laughs> Country. I, I, but, you know, I, I say that to say kind of where my romantic life has been in that I have just recently come up. I don't even want to say on the market because I hate using that kind of capital, capitalist lingo. But I would say to the uh, to the field. <laughs> Well, how would I say, Ms. Bozo, that I'm, um, that I'm oh, not not for the streets, but respectively so? You back on the block. There it is. I am back on the block. Um, yeah, I, I found myself taking things way slower. I am currently, I want to say single, and... Honestly, it just I don't know how to navigate the scene now. It's just everything is so weird with this oh, honey, with this it's pandemic. Ghetto. It's ghetto. <laughs> Should I even bother? Like Um Well, yes. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because what's happening now is people are a lot of the uh, material and uh, just non-beneficial things that we center dating around, you no longer can really do. Yeah. Or if you do do it, it's in a limited capacity. So what I do find is that people are actually talking to each other again. Yes. Could you imagine a world where we actually use our cell phones to talk on a phone? What? Are you what? serious? Like actual communication? Actual communication. Like transparency? So like I would say I have built not necessarily romantic, but friendships have been... Mm. Then my new friendships in my life have been so thorough. Mm. I might have definitely have to give a shout out to the Clubhouse app for connecting me back with, you know, throwback friends, including you. You know what? You're not lying. Yeah, you ain't lying. Peter, please. Um, you know, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm really excited about what's what's to come. Cause at this point we're we're survivors. Yeah. Um, you know, and we deserve love. Absolutely. We deserve that feeling. We deserve the the joy that comes with it. Um, and I'm me. I, I believe more in partnership than you know anything else. So Copy. if I'm rolling with you, I have to trust you as a partner, and I have to trust that you have my best interests in mind because I definitely have yours in mind. I um, mean, I have to trust that you can make this feel good because if you can't do mm-hmm. that, what are we doing? Exactly. So, you know. Yeah. I think you make a really good point. The way that the world has now been re-socializing itself in the midst of the pandemic and what that means in all our connections. So romantic, career, uh, family, uh, personal journey, spiritual. Like we are all learning new ways of reconnecting in this time period and clubhouse for me has been that space as well and kind of how i want to manage love or or how i want to move in my love spaces is and and i want to attribute this to my last relationship i'm grateful for this person although we don't talk we don't speak anymore but the one thing that she instilled in me was this concept of building a friendship first and then love flowing from that and I used to I used to like when I was in my Scorpio 20s I will say 
<laughs> I, I um I maneuvered slightly in that way, although I was still not as present and as mindful of the you know the fuckboy shit I was doing. But I did maneuver in wanting to have friendships first and then build from that. And um, I think that that really is a great space to navigate with someone and it not be so weighted upon just the sex. Like, I I enjoy that energy. I call it eros, erotica. Um, I love that energy. And I love to engage with a person whom there's no pressure on that. It just flows organically because um, I guess me getting older, I cherish more the grounded connection than a fling. I've not really been a, 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 a what's that called? A late night, one night stand kind of person. Uh, I I could get down with the get down and, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I also enjoy a, a different style of loving, which some might call poly, others might call non-monogamous, but I don't have a problem with commitment for sure. I could be committed. Um, but all of that to say, I want to find friendship that leads to love. And if it doesn't lead to, or, or love in ways that, that are not conventional, right? That, that go against the grain that regular society really doesn't still appreciate for some reason. And if you don't get what I'm talking about, I'm talking about queer love. That That's just, that's where I'm at. Um, and it be healthy and grounded. So and define queer love. What does that mean for you? It's fluid. It's not based in having to perform roles of masculine and feminine. It is mm-hmm. present with the person outside of just what what their physical might present. Like it, it is it is a it is a love that has no labels. I feel, and it's so corny and cliche, but that's that's really what it means to me. And and i found that in this new realm of my life romantically purposely looking for queer love and relationships i found myself more seen more heard and more capable of having real uncomfortable conversations that i don't think when i was more straight oriented you know i was not having the same presence and capacity you know i was still unfortunately practicing toxic behaviors and stuff so you know in this new age of me I don't want that. And nor do I want it for someone else. You were mentioning like, you want to be treated. It's the golden rule. I feel like that's what you're getting at. Like, treat me how you want to be treated. I'm going to treat you like a queen, king, person that is regal because you deserve that. You're in my life. And I I would want that for myself. And I would want that for you. And even if we don't work out, I would still want it for you. You know what I'm saying? So I, I guess to answer your question, dating and quarantine is still a work in progress for me. I am... Still trying to figure out how to maneuver that healthily, you know? That's real. Um, yeah. I guess for me, I would say to anyone listening, my DMs are open. <laughs> Holla at your girl. Okay? If you pay like you weigh, I got something to say. <gasps> oh, shit. So, yeah. um, we're getting to the end of our show. Um, I just want to say thank you to you, Peter, mm. for just being here with me, and thank you for showing up the best you know how in this moment. I like to end the show with some kind of affirmation as a send off. Um, and today I didn't write anything down, but my spirit is telling me hope 
is something we need to consider. Hope is something we need to practice. And hope is something we need to remember at all times. You know, I think about so many people are going through so many things right now in this pandemic. And even even though we're in a place where the world is is making is trying to get us back to the old normal. Um, the new normal says that people are still suffering. People are still in bad health. People still don't have a plan for what's next for them, including me. Hmm. But hope has is keeping me centered. Centered, I'm sorry. Hope is keeping me aligned with my purpose. And hope is helping me to pray for others and to pray for myself. Mm. God's not through with me yet. Mm. You know, so. So, y'all, I hope that you'll come back for our next episode. And I know that you'll definitely enjoy it. So, my name is Miss Mojo. Tell him your name, baby. You already know it's your boy, Peter, please. And, uh... <laughs> I think the next time I engage in a relationship, I'm going to be guilty of something um, because it, it's just, you know, it's been it's been a long time in quarantine. And uh, I just I, I don't know how I think I might react. Um, Is it an itch you just can't scratch? Well, it's it's not an itch per se. I think the song, if, if you can, if you could pick up on the. What I'm what I'm pick, what I'm what I'm getting at. You know, I don't know if it's. Y'all, tune in to the next episode and let's find out if Peter Please is a one-minute man. Because if you are, I'm going to have words for you. Holla. Peace.